T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Yeah, he took a few hits. Um, obviously... Um, you know, he's a tough kid. He's, um, you know, he gets right back up, um, you know, and comes in. He loves ball. Um, you know, he's just he's just a good a good person to have in our offense. And, you know, he's really come into that leadership role, too, of being vocal in the huddle and stuff like that. So I like where Justin's at. Like I said, he's a tough kid, and uh, we're excited moving forward. That was the voice. Bears offensive lineman Cody White here talking about his quarterback, mm. Justin Fields, who took a beating, took a licking, kept on ticking against the Las Vegas Raiders, led the Bears to a victory, putting them at three and two on this season. Having a great time here at Hawthorne's Bar and Grill out in West Chicago. The Miller Lite Top Draft Show, Anthony Heron and Lance Briggs. Folks out here showing some love to Lance, showing some love to the show and the station. Lance giving it right back. And the, the love that was <laughs> that we heard there from an offensive lineman to his young QB. I yeah. mean, in, in a situation in that game that got played the other day, Lance, where, I mean, the, the Raiders are kind of always the Raiders, regardless of who their coach is. Yes, penalties. Always, they, yeah, man, penalties. They, they are going to lead the league in penalties yep. like every single year. It's like a birthright if it's you're going to play for the Raiders. It's funny. We had uh, going in to play, we went to Oakland. I forget which year it was, but uh, um, let, one of the things that Lovey posted up in front of the whole team in the auditorium, he posted how many – uh, penalties that the Raiders had the previous week and he posted how many re- penalties we had and he said this is going to be the difference of the game you know, it was like we have to be good with our penalties mm. and in the very end of the game um, there was I think might have been a sack on Rex Grossman and there was a penalty the very next play he throws a bomb to uh, Bernard Berrien and we win the game <laughs> on that catch and, you know so it was it's just one of those things and, the, and when you say the Raiders haven't changed they haven't changed they, they still same squad yeah. now historically you just look at the numbers on right. penalties decade after decade it is always the Raiders up there leading the league in penalties <laughs> uncanny how they do that but for for the Bears young quarterback for Justin Fields mm-hmm. to to have guys within the rules Get, taking some hits sometimes, yeah. outside the rules, taking some hits at times, but just continue. Like, yeah, leave the lineup briefly and come back in. But especially, like you were talking about that, that touchdown pass he threw to Jesper Horstead. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the, the mental end of it where he sees the defender's back turn and fits it in the tight window and the accuracy with that, that's all gravy. But then he took a hit on that also. And this yeah. is after he had gotten banged up a few times, takes the hit on the touchdown pass, rolls over, and as he sees it's a touchdown, you just see him give him like the double guns real quick. Yeah, we love on yeah, the ground. Like him, yeah, yeah. You love seeing that from a young playmaker, man. Where regardless of what they threw at him, regardless of what happened a few weeks ago in Cleveland, he just continues to dust it off and play ball. The things that he does, I told you, he's he's just complete. You know, the things that he does 
it's uh, it's it's really warming because it's it's he he sprints over to help up his offensive linemen, yeah. his running backs. You know, there's a scuffle. He's running in to help. Um, keep you your know, helmet it's, on it's, when you run into a scuffle. Always remember that. Always. Young football, keep, keep your, your helmet on. on a swivel. Yes, no doubt. All right. No doubt. <laughs> Listen, I mean, shoot, I, I walk like it's funny because when I walk through the I walk through the airport, you know, because I I fly each week. When I walk to the airport, my eyes are still on a swivel. I'm, I know nobody's gonna deplete Somebody me, but got I'm a just rolling you know, back, yeah, running by, you just ready. <laughs> the right, crack I'm always ready. Out. You know, it's just one of those habits. You know, but um, but he's just he's he's so complete, and even in the way that he answers questions, man. Um, I, that's the reason why I made the comment about about him taking this 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 organization to the to the Super Bowl because I truly believe he has the capability of doing that. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of Russell Wilson, you know, oh, yeah. like that that same kind of demeanor yeah. that's in him. And I, I'm wondering when you look at it from the defensive perspective. One thing for me that always frustrated me, man, when you would just you play against a quarterback and just pound him and feel like, man, I just I took the life out of this guy with that hit. Yeah. And if they can just keep getting up. And, and dusting themselves off and just going back to the huddle and going about their business, there, there's very little that's more frustrating than that. When you mm-hmm. feel like you're doing your gig as a defender, but you're not affecting that QB in the way that you think you should, man. I mean, it, it feels Oh, you like, want him to stay down when you hit him? I mean, I want to at least know I hurt him. You know, uh-huh. I, I want to I want to know a rib popped out of place or something like that, mm-hmm. man. But when I, when I feel like I gave him what I had, and then he just kind of gets up like, all right, I'm going back to the huddle. I'm good. Nah. Damn, see, but see there's, a few, there's a few things that you can't still see. <laughs> see, I, I look for the the there's a, there's that vulnerable side guy gives out when you hit him. That, <laughs> uh, right? Yeah, you know what I mean? You feel the air. Yeah, feel yeah. that air leaving his You can get up as tough as you want. I heard it. <laughs> nope. All right. Oh, I already heard it, buddy. I heard it. <laughs> and for, for Justin Fields to be able to do that, like, I mean, and Andy Dalton for a few snaps had to yeah. come in the game mm-hmm. last week, completed a nice third down pass. It stuck out to me, and I was talking about it like you're on uh, on the football after show yeah. on NBC Sports Chicago. Yeah. I'm on Bears post game live on 32. And one thing I talked with Jim Miller about is, I I like the fact that when Justin Fields had to leave the lineup for a few plays, and Andy Dalton made a nice throw while he was in there. I like the commitment they showed because the Bears could have taken what I suppose would be kind of the cautious approach and said, well, we'll at least let Andy finish this series right. and then maybe get back to Justin later. Mm-hmm. Andy played a few snaps, one nice pass, and they, as soon as Justin was ready, they went right back to him. And this was the very first week that we got Matt Nagy saying, he's our guy, we're sticking with him, we're riding with him regardless. And they actually showed that in game. On Tuesday. On Tuesday. Yeah. Finally got to that point. it on Monday, though. Right. right. Well, Wednesday, actually. Yeah, said it on Monday. It didn't get back around to it. Right, right. And then, that, yep, that call went in. Virginia, George, oh, Ryan. Oh, they were, everybody was watching. Like, what? Wait, what? Oh, no. The oh, bat no. phone just kept oh, ringing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Matt Nagy, let me see you in my office. <laughs> and, and in game, to, to go back to him in that moment, mm-hmm. I like that because there, there were a few things that I felt like were evidence of maybe there's kind of legit commitment to finally realizing what the identity needs to be. And Justin Fields is a part of that identity. And as soon as he, he threw that helmet on, came out the blue tent, threw the helmet on, right. he was right back in the game. And I was yeah. happy to see that. Yeah, and, and you know, the, I think of, 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 of the Bears running the ball the way that they did. If David Montgomery was in, I think he would have had career numbers. Yeah, man. You know, career yeah. numbers, you know. Mm. And, that, and, that, and that's, that's the unfortunate thing. The great thing is that we had two young guys that came in, or, or uh, uh, in Damian Williams and the rookie, and Herbert, Herbert yeah. um, that, that ran, the bell, ran the ball really well, you know. And that's, that's promising, especially coming into this big game, because we're going to need a lot more of that. 
And you know what, Lance? I just saw something that the Bears posted on Twitter a few minutes ago. And again, Miller Lite drafts $3. Anybody still, uh, still a guzzling away? Feel free to do that. And a reminder, passes to the Bears and the Miller Lite Loft for Sunday's game against the Cardinals on December 5th are available to you. So make sure you go and take advantage of the opportunity to win that here. But the Bears posted something as we were just starting up uh, with you about an hour ago mm-hmm. where they showed a clip of Juice Herbert, a.k.a. Khalil Herbert. But what stands out to me in this clip, not just the young running back finishing, but Jimmy Graham out there helping him finish that run too, man. I mean, you know, Jimmy Graham isn't known for that. No, that's not what he does. (laughs) Jimmy Graham is known as the finesse guy. Jimmy Graham is the receiver in a tight end body. When you play inspired ball, you know, and you look over and the guy that, that, you never get a clip like this of Jimmy Graham. If Jimmy Graham's willing to do this, Listen, I'm ready to sacrifice my body for the team, too. Right, right. You know, and that's good. That's a great sign. That's a great, great sign. And you also you got to grab that guy as a coach and say, you have to keep doing that. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. that was great. That was awesome. Everybody saw it. He's, you know, they're, when they had that first team meeting, I bet you that's the first clip that comes right. up. And they're like, look at Jimmy Graham. <laughs> look at Jimmy Graham. Uh, that's the why. That's the why right there. That's the why. That's why we run that game. Here's our why. Because, right. I mean, you know, for folks who don't know, you usually start off with the big team meeting, yeah. and you get into offense defense meetings, and you go to an individual position meetings. Right. But usually coming out of a game, there is that moment, like Lance is talking about, where, you know, Matt Nagy or whatever head coach, he's like coming off the game. Here's the clips that stand out. Here's the moments I want everybody to see. Mm-hmm. And there's no doubt, I completely agree. That highlight of Khalil Herbert running with force and Jimmy Graham, of all people, driving his legs, finishing that block, that mm-hmm. is definitely one. Uh, the interior of that Bears offensive line, man. Okay. I mean, there was like between James, James Daniels, Daniels at right guard, yep. Cody White here at left guard. Can't leave Sam Mustafer out of it. But like some highlight reel blocks yeah. that were happening there. Like, you know, at tackle, there's going to continue to be concerns at tackle if they don't do what they need to do to, to help that. But the interior is seemingly where that legit, like the, the Pro Bowl-level talent at this stage right of their career is at the guards, man, and they balled out. They destroyed. They destroyed uh, Oakland at the point of attack, you know, and they won the trenches. Um, there were a lot of large holes. You know, there were a lot of green. There were a lot of places for the to make for the running backs to have easy decisions. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of times you got to sometimes you have to believe that the hole is going to be there by the time you get to the line of scrimmage. Other times it's like, oh, I need to run to the left. <laughs> oh, I should run to the right. You know, daylight. It's, yeah, it's uh-huh. easy. It's easy to play. So, so that's uh, that's that's huge, and 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 that's the strength of their offensive line. You have to stick with that. Right, and it's the, because there, there's going to be times where just as talented as running backs are at this level, where you might get a stalemate at the line, and the yeah. guy can still find a way to gain some yards. You don't necessarily all even in big rushing days, you don't necessarily right. get big movement at the point of attack at all times, but they were getting that the other day. I mean, when, when Green Bay is looking at that right. on film, I mean, you got to contend with it no matter what. But yeah. that, that shows something different than the Bears have been willing to show opponents over the last few seasons here. And if that is going to be a consistent element here, man, I mean, that, you know, David Montgomery, when he's back in, it'll enhance it that much more. But this puts the offensive line in a position of strength, in a position where they can dictate terms mm-hmm. as opposed to all the, the shotgun and empty sets and drop back pass. Now, they got to be salivating for those opportunities. You listen, you can get the most innovative offensive mind, you know, in the world to come to Chicago, be the head coach, be the office coordinator, whatever it is. But sooner or later, you're going to learn you're going to have to run the ball here. Mm. You know, that's just the way it is. You know, they're, you know, they're, 
Bears move to Arlington. You know, they get a, 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 a they get a, <laughs> looking forward to that. Arlington right, right, move, right. right. The Bears okay. move to Arlington. They get a retractable stadium. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, that, that, that roof is going to be retracted on game days, you know, uh, so some things are never going to change, you know, and so um, um, as innovative as some, some guys might want to be, you're going to have to realize you have to run the ball here and yeah. play good defense. Yeah, and they, they did that the other day mm-hmm. against the Raiders, man, and when you look at the depth that seems to show itself now at running back, I'm wondering when David Montgomery is back healthy, however healthy he is when he returns to the lineup, if you continue to see Damian Williams and Khalil Herbert able to have success, is it the, the Montgomery show no matter what, or do you keep some rotation going? My, uh, listen, my, I'm, 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 uh, it, 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 it really bothers me when these coaches, you know, a lot of coaches, they say, well, the 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 workhorse era is over mm. you know we do things by committee mm-hmm. um you have a guy that that in david montgomery who to me the only thing that kept him from being elite are carries you right. give him the ball and you see why he's so good um why would you want to to do a okay you've had your three plays you're out for three plays and they will get you back in for three plays no you give you feed him you feed him because there's a difference between him running the ball against the Oakland Raiders and Damian Williams and Herbert running the ball you know and the difference is probably 200 more rush yards that's <laughs> just the fact. it's just the way it is yeah um, you've got a lot of game man he seems like he could be a special talent we're seeing that improve every year and like mm-hmm. you said when they get him the rock every year at a higher and higher level. Uh, I'm wondering specifically at receiver and you know the locker rooms are what locker rooms are going to be but Mm -hmm. the culture of this Bears locker room we see like Darnell Mooney in a game where he's not catching the rocket. He had a career high the week before but Darnell Mooney out in space making blocks trying to secure extra yards for his teammates. What does that say about the culture that's there where you got Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney, some of the guys who in a different offense, would be getting the rock a lot more, but it's still out there putting that work in. When you have guys that are that are uh, that are, I don't want to say they're they're doing more than just their job. They're doing more than just what you see. Mm-hmm. You know, they're doing more than just running routes. They're out. They're they're blocking down the field. You have Jimmy Graham that's helping block. You know, um, um, help push Herbert. Um, these are the things that, from a culture standpoint, these are things that that teams that are less talented do. We have to outwork our opponent. We have to do the things that 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 some of these talented teams may not do. We have mm-hmm. to do things a little bit more, um, and that when you when you do have you add talent to that, that makes you very very dangerous. Um, and those are things when you turn the tape on as an opponent, and you're like, we have to get ready for this team. I'm telling you guys right now, they're going to fight you for <laughs> you know for for a whole for four quarters. I'm telling you right now, so you guys better get ready. You know, this isn't no, you know, you don't get a breath and break. Get back in here, all right? All right, this is serious business, you know. And that's kind of that's kind of the 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 impact of that kind of play is, and they have they have to continue that. It feels like that type of toughness, that type of effort being shown, especially from one of the smallest guys on your offense, like Mooney, or just skill position guys yes. in general. It seems to indicate the overall toughness of the squad because it's yeah. expected from a linebacker, or a defensive lineman. It's expected for James Daniels to finish the block. But when you right. get some of the little guys out there yeah. showing that grit, it feels like guys can feed off of that yeah. in a different way than somebody who you expect it from snap in and snap out. I'm telling you right now, listen, you know, Cole Komet is over there watching Jimmy Graham, uh, you know, uh, um, block like you. 
Never seen it before, but I'll tell you what, if he can do that, <laughs> let me show you what I can do. You right. know? And so yeah. look for Cole Komet this week. I think, I think especially after this past week, um, um, I think this is a game where, where his name needs to be called. Mm. You know, he was a little right. bit silent this past week. And I think, yeah. he, you know, given the opportunities, whether it be blocking, whether it be uh, uh, catching the ball, this is a game that he has to show up. With the injuries they've had at tight end, where Jesse James was out, J.P. Holtz, mm -hmm. man. They, they, J.P. Holtz has been one of my favorite Bears the last few years because when he's on the field, whether it's at fullback or a wing or a tight end, they run the ball, they run. and they run it effectively. And so he wasn't in there either, but then you get the extra offensive line. You get Alex Bars, a yep. part of things, in these heavy sets. So on the opposing side of the ball, where you see, all right, it's not just you know a, a Y, an inline guy, and a wing. They're bringing 320 off yes. the sideline and lining him up yes. across from our edge where a tight end normally is. That's tough. What type of pressure does that put on the defense? That puts a lot of pressure. I mean, especially if you got, you got to match up personnel-wise. But but uh, if you're – let's say you're in base, you're in a base defense and you have a 300-pounder that's that's uh, that's pushing out on your Sam backer or, or a safety, you know, that's lined up outside the box um, or just outside the box, then um, that's got to – he's got to maintain that gap and you got a 300-pounder that's pushing him out. That hole is – there's only so long that you can hold that hole mm -hmm. when you're 210 pounds against a 300-pounder. <laughs> you know, and, and our coaches a lot of times, they say, well, get beat slow, as slow as you possibly can. <laughs> you know, guys like that get thrown out the saloon. <laughs> out the club right. at that OTC. All right. Uh, Bridge, we'll take a timeout, and we come back. Uh, you, you referenced Arlington. Yes. You know I mean? Soldier Field has been there on the lake mm -hmm. For generations and generations of Bears, but there, there was the one city where you guys had to play down in Shambana. Yeah, I played one. I play only played one. Um, I played two two uh, preseason games. Okay. Yeah, I two preseason games there. It was fun actually. Yeah, I mean, as fun as Champagne's gonna be, but I I digress <laughs> on that. But I, I am because you mentioned Arlington. Right. I'm very curious for your thoughts, man. For that you've been involved in the history of this yeah. franchise as much as anyone could ever hope for. It might happen. They might legitimately move. Oh, up the writing's there. on the wall. It feels that way. We'll talk some big picture things, some topics with the Chicago Bears, some things that you all have been talking about. This is the Miller Lite Top Draft Show. We are here at Hawthorne's Backyard Bar Grill. Lance Briggs and Anthony Heron on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
I really believe there is an advantage to Bears weather, and it's an advantage for us. You know that voice. Former Bears head coach Levy Smith talking bear weather. Got a few more minutes here with Lance Briggs, Bears legend, future Hall of Famer Lance Briggs here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 to score. This is the Miller Lite Top Draft. We're at Hawthorne's Backyard Bar and Grill out in West Chicago. Took a minute to get here from the city, but the food has been outstanding. The beer, the Miller Lite is flowing all over the place and certainly the excitement for Mr. Briggs. The excitement for what the Bears have coming up against the Packers this weekend is palpable. So thanks to everyone out here who has joined us in person. Those of you listening in, we're brought to you by Miller Lite, proud beer partner of your Chicago Bears. Taste yes. Bears fans can depend on because it is Miller time. Uh, up in, in Arlington Heights with uh, some of the, the machinations that have been going on there, some of the discussions yeah. and paperwork that has already begun. It feels like this is a, a legit possibility that the Bears may no longer be at Soldier Field. I mean, I, you know, I don't think they're going to be the Arlington Heights Bears. They'll always be the, They'll Chicago, still be the Chicago Bears. Bears. But, Look, I mean, you know, it's always been at Soldier Field. For time I was a little kid, time all right. these you know, older people were little kids out here, man. It's, it's always been there on the lake. Yeah. Are you going to mind that if it's not? No. I'm not at all? Gonna, no. No, I'm not going to mind that at all. You know, it's – listen, I'm, I'm sure that this – the writing was on the wall, you know, a few years ago. I'm sure they probably sat down and they had one of the, the greatest PowerPoints of mm-hmm. what Arlington, you know, right. uh, Arlington Heights Stadium would, would look like, what a stadium in Arlington Heights would look like. And, and uh, I'm sure they were probably blown away, you know. And, and, the, and the other thing, too, is the Bears, you know, the organization, they, they, they gave Parks and Rec- Recreation an opportunity. Yeah. You know, and they were, they rejected that and that, which they probably knew they were going to do anyway. <laughs> and when they move forward, and they move forward with this move. So, um, uh, I, I just I'm I'm looking I'm looking uh, forward to seeing like a a, a, a Wrigleyville type of mm. atmosphere. Uh-huh. You know, right. and and uh, there's just there's there's a lot of dollar signs that are going to be rolling around <laughs> that place. So we'll see. Be some some investment opportunities perhaps oh, yeah. for oh, some, yeah. uh, some former Bears greats maybe. Chicago's going to get a Super Bowl. <laughs> They'll get a Super Bowl here. Right. You know, you, you know there's a lot the of things that go along with it with 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 having a uh, a modern stadium, a, you know, one of those retractable type stadiums. Mm-hmm. You look at, at Minnesota, you know, and how cold it is in Minnesota. They got a dome, a retractable stadium. They get a Super Bowl. Right. You know, yeah, Detroit I, I got a Super Bowl a couple Bowl. years ago. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, it, it was a nice event. Now, right. Cold as hell outside, and there's snow everywhere, but everywhere. the game took place indoors. It's a metropolitan city. Yeah. Everybody showed up for it and had a good time. So it's, it's tough. It's tough to go to a cold <laughs> Super Bowl that you're not in. That's just, that's for me. Uh, you know, right. so it's, you know, and if, if the Bears aren't in it, I'll be in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> Where you make your home right. throughout the year. Right. Uh, the the franchise as a whole, man, for the success the Bears have had, especially like financially with the city of Chicago, you're talking about some of the deals going on there. Mm-hmm. From, from a player's perspective where, you know, the, the practice facility and the meeting rooms are in Lake Forest, mm-hmm. stadium is downtown. Like, how did you, like, where were you living at while you were here? Did, did you live closer to game spot, closer to practice spot, off in the cut, nowhere near either one? Like, I did live, that make I it live, difficult? I live right in the middle. Okay, I live right in the middle. I was in that that uh, that that Glenview, Glencoe, Glen, okay. you know that area where I could just jump right on the ninety four, mm-hmm. and I'm I feel like I was thirty minutes from downtown and thirty minutes from from uh, practice field, 
Um, you know, I, I spent more time in the city, um, but you know, it, I, I, I imagine going to Arlington, Arlington Heights would be easier just because of there's different patterns that you can take. You know, you can go take the 53, you can take 294 down. You know, and um, it, it to me, it's uh, it it's I'm. I don't know how it's going to play out. Mm. I just, I'm excited to see it. <laughs> Man, to have something big and nice. It's you know, right. Some big, nice new mm-hmm. facility associated with the Bears would be, be a welcome change. It is a, my, thing, my thing is there's just been so many gripes with, with Soldier Field. You right. know, and everybody's always complaining and complaining. And there's always fighting and going back and forth. Here, and, and the playing right. surface issues there. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, and we, I mean, who knows? Well, I don't know how they'll work it out if they'll ever even play there again once that transit, you know, that transition happens. But who knows? Yeah, I, I wonder when when younger guys would, would kind of join the team and come into the league for the first time. Was there ever a process of advice of like, you know, say it's some guy who's from some small town in Mississippi and the Bears draft him, and now he's here and he's got Chicago available to him and practice facility way up there. But you know them young Thundercats, they might want to live like right near the city so they can be all. Oh yeah, no, no, they're they're action. living an hour and a half away from downtown, <laughs> and then you, you know, that first time you go downtown, you know, I was living in Vernon Hills, so the first time I went down to the city and went out to eat and had a good time, the ESPN zone was good, was still out there, okay. so we were all piling. We're like, this is our place right here, <laughs> you know. By the time you go home, it's you know. You're you're trying to you're fighting sleep, mm-hmm. and you know the the drivers like oh don't worry we still have another hour and a half <laughs> to go, you know so it's just one of those things where it's like man it's it was it was a it was a struggle sometimes you know especially as a young younger kid it, we were kind of discouraged to mm. go downtown because it was so far uh, mm-hmm. right I know when I was in Atlanta we were the facility was in Flowery Branch but a bunch of guys wanted to live near the city near downtown Atlanta but it mm-hmm. was it was a big commute kind of yeah. going back and forth from where the actual facility was, whereas in, in Detroit, once they moved from, because uh, my rookie year was 01, so it was the last year, where it was the Silverdome was there, and then once the stadium and the meeting rooms were like there in Detroit and then right outside of Detroit, made it really convenient, Right. but there was a whole lot of casinos and, you know, guys go do their things there, but hey, you know, your money, Listen, do what you want to do. You're not going to have access. You can't, you're not going to be able to stop anybody from doing things they want to do. Mm. You know, it doesn't matter how far you go. They're going to find a way. That's just the way, <laughs> that's the way the world. <laughs> right. Uh, so b- before we let you ride, man, I- I'm wondering as you look towards this weekend, what yeah. do you see as a couple of keys to Bears versus Packers? Uh, the biggest key is the only, the only kryptonite for Aaron Rodgers is, is, is pressure. They have to get pressure. They get pressure. Um, um, they're going to have a lot of opportunities. Uh, you know, as great as Aaron Rodgers is, um, um, he's not as accurate as when we played. Mm. You know, and, and the crazy stat for him when we went to play him uh, when I was still playing is that he was, uh, if he scrambled, if he scrambled to his right, he was 100% on all of his passes. <laughs> when he scrambled to his left, he was 99.8 on his passes. Okay, this is this is what we had to deal with. Or like, like, and even when you're covered, he hits this window that right. is that no quarterback can can hit. So he's not that good. Uh, is what I'm saying. Uh, All right, like so he can still pressure. ball, but he's not on right. that level. He's not that level, anymore. but he's still great. So yeah. so get pressure. If you get pressure on him, you got to stop the run because Aaron Jones, you know, he's a dog, you know, and and you got to stop him. You got to get in your gaps. But if they do that. And continue to get the ball back to their offense. You got to take the ball away. You get the ball back to your offense, they have a great shot 
to win this game. Mm -hmm. And maybe some of those play-action deep shots. We didn't see as much of that opportunity against Las Vegas. Yep. Saw some of that against Detroit, though. So now another start for right. Justin Fields and being back at home. Maybe we get some of that play-action game going. And, and more games for him to break down of, the, of Green Bay playing against, you know, yeah. similar offenses or similar game plans or something like that. You know, so it's yeah, – I'm, I'm, uh, Bears will win. Uh, you know, that's There's my prediction. Bill Winnie said it. Like the confidence there. Yeah. Calling him shot. That's good. <laughs> now, so you guys will be tomorrow night. Another uh, Middle Light Top Draft. Can't wait. Tomorrow night as well. Right, so you'll hear Scott more. Voice. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can't wait. Can't wait. You guys will hear more of Lance Briggs right here on 670 The Score tomorrow night. And, of course, after the game ends on Sunday, you'll see him on NBC Sports Chicago yes. on the football after show with – Olin Krutz and Alex Brown and, and uh, David Kaplan out yeah. there as well. So, as always, man, outstanding stuff. Pleasure. And I'll be here with you every Tuesday that we'll okay. be on site. Don't you going to be with me tomorrow? I will not be with you tomorrow. Mark Grody will be with you tomorrow okay. at that whatever location that is that you guys will be at. But every Tuesday, that's when I'm available. And I said every right. time I'm available, I will make sure that I can come out here with Lance Briggs and do this thing. Appreciate you. All right. Appreciate All right, you, Lance Briggs. Bears legend, future Hall of right. Famer for the Middle Light Top Draft. Thank here you, everybody. Hawthorne's Backyard Bar and Grill in West Chicago. Lance will be back on the score tomorrow night yet again in this same window from 6 to 9. When we return, share a couple of my thoughts on kind of key matchups for the game this weekend. I did have a couple of the Iowa folks in the house now. The Hawkeyes are at number two in the country. Before I close the show, I'll give you a few college football thoughts, some Big Ten action that's going on there as well. So we'll take a time out. I will return. I will answer some things that are on the text line as well with some folks who've been communicating with us. Phone lines are already lighting up again as well. We'll see if I end up making time to get to some callers at 312-644-6767. I'm Anthony Heron. This is Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Hey, is this heaven? No. It's Iowa. That's right. Field of Dreams game was fun this season. That was one of the highlights for the White Sox during the season. But also, of course, that game, that matchup took place in the state of Iowa and the uh, the university that represents the Hawkeye State University of Iowa, number two in the country in the college football standings at the moment. So a very exciting time to be a Hawkeye fan, to be a Hawkeye alum, and everything in between. We had a, a lot of fun on the show today. You know, had some reaction to the White Sox, unfortunately, ending their season. But a lot of Bears discussion that we have had as well as we are uh, just a few minutes away from completing the Middle Light Top Draft here from Hawthorne's Backyard Barn Grill in West Chicago. And, uh, of course, a Miller Light sponsored event. So thanks to everyone who has come out to this. We're brought to you by Miller Light, proud beer partner of your Chicago Bears, a taste Bears fans can depend on. It is Miller time. And uh, as we are just preparing to close the night, just want to remind everyone one more time to uh, you have the opportunity to win passes to the Bears Midway, which is a Miller Lite loft event. That game that you can win tickets to is the Bears versus the Cardinals. That is on Sunday, December 5th. So make sure you take advantage of that opportunity to go out and win those. And also that pair of tickets in the Miller Lite loft and a pair of passes to the Midway for the Bears Cardinals game. The winner will be drawn no later than 24 hours after this event concludes. So tickets will be provided the week before game day. So hopefully whoever ends up winning those will have a great and a luxurious first class kind of time. But as I was referencing my Hawkeyes, there was, a, there was an event 
that was taking place during their matchup this past weekend against Penn State that the head coach, Kirk Ferentz, my old coach, Kirk Ferentz, was talking about a bit to the assembled media after the game because there were points where Iowa was establishing some momentum. Iowa kind of had some drives going during the game, and next thing you know, some Penn State player ends up getting hurt, going down. And, you know, no one could really explain why. Several times you just see this Nittany Lion body laying on the field just strewn about. Didn't seem like anything had happened in a few different occasions, and there they, lay. there they lay. They go to the sideline after being very briefly treated by the medical staff, and then they come back onto the field a snap or two later. Happened a bunch of times during the game, and Kirk Ferentz talked to the media about that. And he's gotten to a point in his career where he's willing to, I suppose, speak his mind a bit more publicly than he was back in the early days I was with him when I was there. And he basically said, because the Kinnick Stadium crowd was booing some of these moments where the players end up going down. And Nittany Lion players, a lot of times it would be a defender, was just sitting there, you know, whether he's acting like he had a cramp or, you know, perhaps he thought maybe he turned his ankle or something like that. But since it happened so frequently during positive periods of the game for Iowa, the crowd at Kenning Stadium began to boo some of these moments. And Kirk Ferentz talked a bit about that, just basically saying he could tell that the crowd smelled a rat. And he referenced that there was maybe only one other time in his coaching career that he felt like something like that, like fake injuries had been taking place. The conjecture from some of the Iowa media is that this is a 2011 game against Michigan State. But he said it doesn't necessarily happen that frequently, at least in his experience. I think part of the reason why is that his teams are never known for tempo. Iowa's not an offense. It's just going to kind of run you off the field going no huddle and hurry up. Those are usually the moments that the opposing defense is going to try something like that. They're going to try to lay on the ground or slow you down or throw your rhythm off. That's not necessarily Iowa's offense. That's not what they specialize in. But I reference all guys being number two in the country. And I'll be on the, on the Big Ten Network throughout the day tomorrow in studio at 11 a.m. and then again in the evening. So the show I do at 11 a.m. Big Ten today, one of the things we're going to talk about is what are the, what are the positives of where Iowa sits right now? Does Iowa's offense have kind of enough juice in the tank? to be truly a championship contender. And I feel like there are some signs of that, but there, there are some things that they need to be a little more consistent with that I'll be able to discuss when I'm on BTN tomorrow. But where they're at right now, it's 6-0. And, oh, and I, I think, you know, they're still not necessarily a truly, a truly great team, like a peak team yet. But I think we're seeing Iowa improving on, on a pretty regular basis, and their, their defense, if nothing else, we know that the Hawkeyes truly have shown a championship-level defense. We were talking a little bit earlier uh, with some of the Hawkeyes in the house here about how there are some elements of where Iowa sits right now. Yes, go Hawks. Where Iowa sits right now that, that parallel what we're seeing with the Bears. And Matt Nagy, Bears coach, actually used a word after the game the other day when they were getting ready to leave Las Vegas with a dub that you don't necessarily hear Matt Nagy use that frequently. He used the word complimentary. That was the first word that came out of Matt Nagy's mouth to describe that Bears win the other day because it wasn't a game where the Bears were in offensive attack mode. It wasn't a game where the Bears were trying to do a bunch of hurry up. It wasn't a game where the Bears necessarily seemed too concerned or bothered if they had to punt the football. Reminded me a lot of watching Iowa football and their defense went out there and just blew the doors off the, the Raiders offense and special teams performed at a high level. There were some decisions late in the game for the Bears where there were maybe some opportunities to try to go for a fourth down and see if you can convert something and put a touchdown on the board. He said, you know what? I got a kicker I trust. Let me let Cairo Santos attempt a couple of field goals in the mid to upper 40 something yard range. 
Santos drills both of those field goals, eventually putting the game out of reach. Those are drives that if, he would have, if Matt Nagy would have gone for the fourth down, maybe you get a touchdown, or maybe you get stopped and the opponent gets good field position and they drive back. So that word, complimentary, that I'm so accustomed to as a Hawkeye, that Hawkeye fans are accustomed to hearing Kirk Ferentz and his offensive coordinator, his son Brian Ferentz, and his defensive coordinator, Phil Parker, his special teams coordinator, LeVar Woods, that entire coaching staff in Iowa City is accustomed, and all Hawkeye fans are accustomed to hearing that program talk about complimentary football and how one phase of the game can complement the other and help lead it to success. We're not necessarily accustomed to hearing Matt Nagy talk about being complimentary in their approach to football, but that is a part of the formula that seems like these, this current Bears roster is most suited for. Because you don't necessarily have an offense that, that's ready yet to try and be the Kansas City Chiefs or the Arizona Cardinals. And, you know, you got some weaponry there, but you don't necessarily have an offensive line you want to put all that pressure on to go empty backfield sets and five-man protection and air it out all over the place. But you do have a run game that showed the other day what they can do, that has been showing throughout the majority of the season what they can do. And that was the other day, like we were just talking to Lance Briggs about a moment ago, without David Montgomery, one of the best young running backs in football, without him in the lineup, you still had Damian Williams going off. You still had Khalil Herbert going off against that Raiders outfit. And so to me, I think that was just the latest and greatest evidence of what the Bears can be with the proper approach. And I don't know that it necessarily means Super Bowl this season. It probably doesn't. But... I do think that sort of, sort of condensed and in some ways conservative approach situationally. It doesn't mean you can't attempt some shot plays, if anything. It sets up some of those opportunities, like we saw against the Detroit Lions. Didn't see it so much against the Raiders, but we saw it against the Detroit Lions, where when you run the ball effectively, when you do it with a lot of intensity, when you do it sometimes in a stubborn sort of manner, and then you can go hard play action. Then you can get Darnell Mooney streaking through the secondary. And I can't tell you how excited I was in seeing that moment where Justin Fields hit Darnell Mooney in stride against Detroit. I mean, how frequently have we seen, whether it was Mitch Trubisky, whether it was Nick Foles, seeing guys throwing receivers, throwing it over their head, under throwing them over and over again. And now you get a speedy guy like Darnell Mooney you get him out in space, you get him through the coverage, and Justin Fields hit him right in stride. I liked the restraint that the offense showed because the defense was playing so lights out against the Raiders. You didn't necessarily need to take chances, and Justin Fields did get a little banged up. So it wasn't necessary in that game. So I felt like overall, things were just kind of managed in a way that put the Bears in a great position to win that game. The approach may have to be, will likely have to be a little different this coming week. And so I think there needs to be still some restraint to the Bears offense when you're facing the Green Bay Packers, while at the same time, it's hard to take that exact same approach we saw them take against the Raiders and just assume that your defense is going to shut Aaron Rodgers down the entire night. That, that's a very difficult thing to do against a Hall of Fame quarterback with some of the weaponry that he has. So you'll have, Matt Nagy will have to get a feel for that throughout the game. That will he need to feel like, I got to attempt a couple of fourth downs early on? Is my defense playing lights out? Do we have the advantage on them? It's going to be hard to maintain. So I think situationally, systematically, he'll need to find some of those moments to still allow some of those talents of, of Justin Fields to show themselves. Because I think the Bears receivers versus that secondary, and especially even from some of the, some of the formations they've been running. Like Lance and I were talking a lot about multi-tight end sets and heavy packages and what that can mean. You can still try to attack from some of those formations, from some of those backfield sets, 
as long as you utilize the personnel in the proper way. You can have two tight ends and multiple receivers on the field. You see the, the Rams under Sean McVay have done a lot of those types of things where they use tight formations, sometimes multiple tight ends. They do a lot of one tight end, but when they go multiple tight end sets with the Rams, they still set up some chunk play opportunities within the passing attack. And of course, they now have Matthew Stafford, who is outstanding at throwing those passes. And Justin Fields is remarkable in his deep ball accuracy. He, he was one of the, you know, a few things within the draft process that I evaluated with Justin Fields that I really felt like, yeah, he needs to refine the, the quickness, the rhythm, the decisiveness he throws the ball with and some of those elements. But as far as just when he's got time to stand and deliver the ball in the pocket, I've seen very few quarterbacks coming out of college that are as accurate with the deep ball as Justin Fields has been. We've seen that on display early in his career in Chicago. So I think the Bears still need to find moments to attack Green Bay while still you know, having a little bit, I suppose, refinement, a little bit of refinement to the approach that they take offensively where they're not going to try to just go out and see if they can get into some sort of score fest against the Packers and Aaron Rodgers because it's you know, not necessarily a contest they're likely to win if that's what it turns into. But that being said, this Bears defense has put them in outstanding shape to go out there and compete with first place in the division on the mm -hmm. line. Defensively against the Packers offense, Lance talked about shutting down the run. That is certainly the preeminent concern. When you're rushing Aaron Rodgers, and we'll see whether or not Akeem Hicks is expected to be back this week or not, but they're very deep up front are the Bears, and we've been seeing that on display. I, I believe the approach for the Bears needs to be, because Lance was talking a little bit about how accurate Aaron Rodgers is when he's on the move, right side, left side, you name it. He's like an, an improvisational wizard. When the play breaks down, he can scramble around and just throw from all kinds of different arm angles and still be accurate and powerful with velocity and everything else. So the Bears, all those twist stunts we saw them running the other day against Las Vegas, similar approach, but be regimented with the twist stunts. Try to see if you can dictate where Aaron Rodgers escapes to, and then your coverage can match up with that. That's what the best defenses end up doing, where they will call their stunts up front and match the coverage with that, because that stunt can force the quarterback, even if he's not going to take off and scramble down the field, but force him to move in either direction, perhaps just shuffling his feet, and your coverage can actually match up with the front. If you do that, then you can be in a position where you're dictating the terms to the offense. You're knowing pre-snap where the quarterback is likely to escape to, and then when that happens, your coverage can have just sort of this, this vice grip kind of approach to how the receivers have nowhere else to go. Now, Aaron Rodgers is still kind of Gandalf back there, so he can still find a way to make some plays, but you can make it more difficult on him because you can't cover every blade of grass on the field as a defender, but you can find ways to make them have to complete the most difficult pass. And when you do that, then we've seen this Bears defense taking the ball away. We've seen this Bears defensive front rushing the passer at a really high level. And credit to Robert Quinn, because there was a lot of discussion really between last season and this offseason about, you know, how come we're not getting more out of him? What's wrong with him? What is he doing? He's talked a lot, not only about his mental health from last year, but about his approach, his approach to this season. And when you watch Robert Quinn at individual points, even if he doesn't get all the way to the quarterback, just find a few moments against Green Bay this Sunday and just watch. Like when it gets to third down, especially if it's third and long, it's very fun to watch Khalil Mack. But watch Robert Quinn sometimes and just watch the pad level that he rushes at. It's very difficult for, you know, if an offensive lineman's 6'6", 6'7", 320", 350, the pad level that 94 from the Bears is rushing with this season where he is essentially below the blocking surface of the offensive lineman as he's turning the corner. That's one big difference that I'm seeing just 
fundamentally from Quinn last season versus this season when he gets up the field. The burst is there, and that's great. But as he's turning the corner, he is still now able to maintain really low pad level, making it very difficult for these enormous offensive tackles to go down and still block him with any kind of leverage. So find some moments in the game on third and long. Just watch Robert Quinn. He'll do a move that they call it a chop club rip, where he runs upfield with his inside hand. He chops down the outside hand of the offensive tackle, clubs that guy's outside shoulder, and then he'll drop his pad level and begin to turn the corner. He's kind of like, like, you know, for baseball fans, like Mariano Rivera with the, with the Yankees, the great closer from years ago, where he doesn't, Robert Quinn doesn't have a bunch of different moves he throws at you. He'll do that chop club rip with speed up the field, and he'll counter back inside. He's not a power rusher. He's not a spin move guy. He's basically got two moves, and really his main move is kind of that chop club speed rip up the field. Watch him do that a few times and see how effective he is with that this season. It, it is a special thing to see him coming off one edge and Khalil Mack coming off the other edge. It's very fun to watch those guys and the dominance they've been showing so far this season while the Bears are leading the National Football League in sacks. It is music to my ears. We will see them face the Green Bay Packers. That'll be this Sunday. After that game ends, I'll be on Fox 32 with Bears Post Game Live. You'll see my guy Lance Briggs. He'll be over on NBC Sports Chicago with the football after show. Olin Krutz and I will be on the score for the football uh, for the post-post show after the post-game show ends with Mully and Patrick Manley. Thanks so much, everybody here at Hawthorne's Backyard Bar and Grill. Thank all of you for coming out and spending time with us for this first. It's been a couple of seasons. We got the Miller Lite top draft rolling again. So I will be with Lance every Tuesday. Mark Grody will be with Lance tomorrow night, and we will keep this rolling all throughout the season. My thanks to Adam Studzinski, our entire crew that is here on site in West Chicago. I'm Anthony here. It's been a fun night. Well, I'll let you again later on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. You kids can't keep your heads to yourself. I'm going to turn this car around and there'll be no Cape Canaveral for anybody. That's it. Back to Winnipeg. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 